welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Ryan Franklin. Within two months of starting my YouTube channel, though I had probably 50 or 60 subscribers at that point, 30 or 40 downloads on my podcast, I was completely maxed out on the number of clients I could take within two months which was pretty amazing to me. That was the purpose of starting the YouTube channel, try to get more clients. Uh, But within two months, I was maxed out and had to redo my vision for what this company was and what I saw for the future because of the growth of that. Hi there, and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. My name is Bob Gentle, and every week I'm joined by incredible people who share what makes their business work. And if you're new to the show, then do hit the subscribe button. And if you're on an iPhone, that's the plus or the follow icon. That way you won't miss a single episode. Now, before I jump into introducing this week's guest, just a quick reminder once again that after nearly 200 of these interviews, I've learned a thing or two about what makes business work online. And it turns out that success does leave clues. And I want to offer you a map. If you head over to my website, you can grab your copy of the personal brand business roadmap. It's everything you need to start, scale, or just fix your expert business. And it's yours for free as a gift from me. Now, leadership is something that I think is often misunderstood. And a lot of people assume it's about telling people what to do, especially if you've never been in a leadership role. If you've spent any time looking at leadership training, it's often delivered by people with no experience in one key area. That's actual leadership. So this week, my good friend, I'm going to say mentor, Ryan Franklin, has joined me to talk about leadership. So Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. So Ryan, for the, for the listener who doesn't know who you are, why don't you t- start just by telling us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and in particular, the kind of work you do? Well, I am from Alexandria, Louisiana, in the United States, and I am a an associate pastor at a fairly large church. I've been here for 17 years. And uh, also on the side, I am an executive coach and I'm growing a business called Christian Leader Made Simple. Now, we've known each other for a while now. And one of the things that's always impressed me about you is uh, for a lot of people, leadership starts when you have a team in front of you. And it's how can you get people to behave in certain ways? the philosophy that you seem to bring to leadership really starts on the inside, not on the outside. And that's always something that's really impressed me. I think a lot of people, when they look at leadership, there are manipulation tricks and tactics that people use. But actually, if you can show up and be somebody people want to follow, leadership suddenly becomes much, much easier. So I guess, what is your leadership philosophy? How do you, how do you approach the executive coaching with your clients to help them become better leaders? Sorry, it's a very long-winded question. You kind of know where I'm going. Yeah, that's uh, it's actually a good question, and it's fairly simple with me. Really, leadership is influence, and it's influence with others. And there's no way that you can be a good leader unless you have good influence. And the internal of the leader makes a huge difference in the influence that they have externally with others. That's my passion. That's my goal. I understand exactly what you mean about influence, because in my world, we have this idea of the the influencer. And I think 
the personal growth side of things in the online world, in the business world in general, is often neglected. I think people get their businesses to a certain point. They get their organizations to a certain point. Whatever it is that drives them, whatever their passion is, they get to a certain point and then they tend to plateau. And that, from my mind, is often because they have stopped growing. They've built whatever it is they've been building to the point where they've really brought it to the the logical conclusion of what their personality can execute. And that's why it stops growing. And they don't take the personal growth side of things in hand. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Many times when people are starting a business, it's it's a one man show. And they have very little interaction with leading others, influencing others to do things well and do things differently and confrontations and things of that nature. But as that business grows, some of those skills, emotional intelligence and social intelligence and things of that nature have to come to the forefront. Otherwise, their influence is going to be limited and they're going to really be challenged in growing the business to, to um, or really just to scale the business where it involves many other people. I saw something earlier this morning that has been with me for most of the day. And I can't remember what the exact question was, but it boils down to this. How can we inspire people to follow us? Why is it some people manage to motivate and inspire and energize a large organization and others fail to stand out in any way? Some people, you, you would say they're, they're born natural leaders, they have great charisma, and other people are technically great, but they don't have that quality. And I don't believe that they couldn't have that quality. I guess my question is, you can see when it's great and you can see when it's bad. And how can you help people transit towards the inspired leader from the uninspired leader camp? If I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, um, <laughs> <laughs> what makes the difference in a good leader and a leader that is capped and is not able to influence as much and as large of or in as big of a way as others. Uh, is that kind of what I'm hearing from you? Yes, it is in simple terms. Yeah. I think some people inspire people to follow them and others don't. What's the difference yeah. and how can you fix it? Yeah. And some people have great charisma and they may shoot to the top of an organization because of their charisma. But really, it's the it's what makes the difference in a excelling long term leader is not the charisma that only goes to, so far. But it's the internal of the leader and how they interact behind the scenes internally, establishing their rhythm of life. If they have a good rhythm of life that creates health and healthy interaction with others, if they understand themselves really well, if they have a clarity of mind and emotional intelligence, if they know what motivates them and drives them, do they know their risk, the things that are going to, it, it's sort of the dark side of leadership. Uh, we all have those elements that are negative in our life. And do they know that? Do they know those things? And are they able to sort of trim the edges off of it or possibly even remove it from their life so it doesn't harm relationships in their life? Are they operating 
in their strengths. There's the the days of one man leadership in organizations are over. I believe that we need a team to have an effective organization. Not not one person is good at everything. It takes a team of people to have a healthy and a well-rounded organization. And so R is a person leveraging their strengths and what they feel they're gifted at and strong in. And ultimately, all of those things, Bob, lead to, are they building more productive relationships? Do they know how to self-regulate themselves? Do they have a social intelligence? Are they empathizing with people, with their team correctly? Do they have a personal support team that can help them overcome things, emotional things, or, or even just practical things in their life? Do they have a support team that can help them through those things? You know, what's really interesting listening to that is it could all be summed up as know yourself. However, the self is a huge thing, really. And for most people, it's a confusing, chaotic thing full of dark corners. And what you described there was actually very nicely structured. And I think that's really what I like about listening to you is you bring a lot of structure and a lot of clarity to what for a lot of people is a confusing, noisy world. So when you're working with people on this, what sort of structure do you take people through? Do you have a process for helping people organize all of this stuff that would be summed up as knowing yourself? Yeah, uh, actually I do. And it's funny that you say I'm, I'm structured. Uh, that is my number one strength in my life is my prudence. I'm actually overly structured. Sometimes I can drive people crazy with my structure, <laughs> but it is something that I bring to a team that is, uh, that is very valuable as well, especially when I know that I can drive people crazy with it. And I sort of reel that back within me at times. But yes, through my experience with leadership in general, and then also with coaching leaders, and and just in my personal life and my personal growth, I have studied r- really hard through uh, just experience, and then also books and education and and things of that sort, and analyzing the things that I see with people through leadership and through executive coaching, and I have sort of uncovered a pattern of things that may maybe sort of address the pain points of a leader's life, the pain points and uh, the things that, that, that really come to the surface that people don't like, that push people away, that push relationships away. And I've uncovered a, a sort of a process that I take people through, take my clients through that, that really makes them aware of that and learn how to manage in the midst of that. If, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, I want to get a bit more structure in my own inner life, mm-hmm. I'm going to call it. And the, the, the reason this matters and the reason I'm spending time specifically talking about this is it's become very, very clear to me that in anything that we want to do in life, there's an, a wealth of information out there. If you want to learn to build your business online, all the information is there. You can Google it. It's all on YouTube. If you want to build a great big personal brand, all the information is there. You can go and find it. It's it's not confidential information. So if we all have access to the same information, why don't we all see the same results? And it boils down to, we don't have an information problem. We have an execution problem, which is 
by definition, an inner life problem. If if you don't mind me adding to that, I would say an organization problem that comes before the execution problem. Yes. In organizing all of the things, you know, personal branding, for instance, I can I can uh, go on YouTube and 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 find information of all sorts of, of anything related to personal branding. But I would have to search hours and weeks <laughs> to uncover those things. But when you have a personal branding coach, they can zero in on those items that you specifically need and organize it in a way that is easily understandable. And that's kind of what I do in executive coaching is organize the material in a way that is very easy to understand and approach. So they're not having to search all over for the information that they need. Yeah, but I do, I I agree with you, but I think everyone's going to come up against their own um, vulnerabilities, their own insecurities, Mm -hmm. because by definition, when you're building this online business, it boils down to visibility and people are going to judge you. You're going to have all kinds of anxieties and issues. And yeah, you need systems to make it as efficient as possible. But there comes a point where if you're not willing to grow, your business will stop growing. And I've seen the way you've broken through lots of barriers and that's why you're successful. But I guess coming back to my question, you're a very structured, organized person. Do you have some kind of framework or process specifically that you work through this with people? Thank you for asking that, Bob. It's I actually have a product called the Christian Leader Blueprint, and it's a product and process. Um, I'm actually, uh, Bob, I didn't mention this to you, but tomorrow is my one-year anniversary of sort of kicking my business off, starting my YouTube channel and podcast, and uh, and I'm excited about that. It's a it's a it's a pretty neat milestone for me. Well, congratulations for tomorrow. Well, thank you. Thank you. But the Christian Leader Blueprint is the model, and that's really what I'm very excited about is the model that with with my research and, and my experience, I've, I've developed this model, and I've got big plans for it. Again, I'm in the process of developing it, but I've got a book that will be coming out hopefully at the end of this year and also some online courses. Currently, I have a short guide, basically, of of the uh, Christian Leader Blueprint. And the subtitle of that is Your Super Practical Guide to Leadership Clarity and Effectiveness. Well, I was going to say to the listener, I actually knew Ryan had this blueprint. <laughs> That's kind of why I asked the question. And the reason I'm, I'm sort of segueing into this is because I don't know if I've ever told you this, Ryan, but I haven't been in a church since I was about 13. Wow. However, I, I, and please, you need to continue speaking to me. Um, <laughs> of course I will. <laughs> <laughs> however, as somebody who's not an overtly church person, and, and you know that, I find your framework incredibly enlightening, really, really useful, very, very practical. And I think if you are somebody who comes to it from a, a particularly Christian perspective, you will be right at home with this framework. But even if you're not, you will understand a lot of things about yourself that will give you such a good compass bearing on how to move forward. It's just so useful. And I was blown away when I saw it for the first time. So somewhere I'd like to go with you next is your content journey. 
you started with the podcast, you then stretched into YouTube and you're killing it on LinkedIn as well. Not LinkedIn, Instagram. Mm-hmm. What has that journey been like for you? And I guess there's a couple of perspectives. One, embracing your your visibility. That's not an easy journey for a lot of people. And practically, how have you found it? Embracing my visibility was quite difficult for me, Bob. I, as as an introvert and and someone who has fought through a lot of insecurities in life, back in 2007, I spent three years in counseling, overcoming uh, some of those insecurities. So to think about starting a YouTube channel and a podcast just a year and a half or two years ago, uh, it, it was not even in the question. I would have never done that. <laughs> and so uh, as I started wanting to grow my executive coaching business, I realized that the only way to get exposure was to was to do content and social media and things of that nature to get in the in the world of people. And I started, I actually started about six or seven months prior to my April 1, 2021 start date of, of, of my content. I started six, seven months ahead of time, preparing, studying it, trying to get processes down. I like to plan and, and do things, have a, have a very good structure prior to starting something. So I had all of my structures in place. And I even went through counseling as well for about five or six months. I saw my counselor for this particular reason because I knew it was going to hit me in my deepest of insecurities, that approval addiction that I have of, of, of certain <laughs> people in my life. And he allowed, he helped me. He helped me work through that. The first month of April, April 1, 2021, was quite an emotional journey for me. I had not done social media in over 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing with you, not at you. And April 1, I did my first social media post. And over 10 years, I posted my first podcast and I posted my first YouTube video and my first blog all in the same day. (laughs) So it was very difficult. And how long ago was this? One year ago, uh, tomorrow, actually. I think this should be so inspiring for a lot of people to hear because if you fast forward to now, what has that done for you? I look back and I think, really? I had that much struggle with this? Because it's so natural to me now. And it didn't just all of a sudden become natural. I mean, it was it was months of of working and um, becoming more comfortable with it. And, and now it's very easy to, to press record. It's very easy to post something, even if it's not perfectly right. I mean, in, in those first uh, few videos, I would re-record and re-record multiple times. Now it's a, I do one take and <laughs> if, I, if I mess up, I keep rolling with it. It's, it's quite surprising how that happens that just this process of repeating it makes it feel natural fairly quickly and Mm -hmm. for the listeners benefit as well i mean i bought my podcast mic four years before i started a podcast that's how long it took me to pluck up the courage youtube even longer i think i would say maybe one year ago i became confident enough to be on camera now i don't even think about it the podcast now 
I, I don't give a second thought as to how I'm going to sound, how I'm going to come across. And I used to be absolutely paranoid about that before I hit record. At the end of every interview, I would just be jelly on the floor. Um, now I really enjoy it. But I think for anybody listening, thinking that's maybe been putting it off, what would you say to them to try and motivate them, to o- offer a little bit of leadership there? You know, I'm not sure if this is leadership or not, but I, but I think what I would say is get out of your own head because people are not as interested in what you're doing as you would think they would be. I felt like whenever I hit post for the first time on a YouTube video or on my social media post, I felt like that all eyes were on me. And it didn't take long to realize that not many people were watching, <laughs> especially in the in the early days a year ago. Not people, not many people really cared what I was posting, and so it, it really allowed me time to perfect what I was doing, get better at what I was doing, get more comfortable with what I was doing. And now I don't have a large audience, but I've I've definitely uh, have grown, you know, several thousand on Facebook, you know, close to a thousand on. Instagram, you know, a few hundred on YouTube, which has been my my slowest growth. My podcast is a several hundred a, a week, several hundred downloads a week. It's slow growth, but it's consistent. And really, I feel like it's been very appropriate, Bob. I don't know that I could have handled an immediate huge audience. And it's been very appropriate to help me get my systems and my comfortability down as I've as I've taken this journey over the last year. I think as well, knowing you a little bit, that you're very modest in terms of the numbers. And the numbers may be modest, but that's enough really to build a very solid business around. That you don't need hundreds of thousands of people to know about you in order to that's make so a true. very good living. Listeners, you're, I'm going to apologize once for saying this. I was at the Social Media Marketing World in San Diego conference. You're going to hear a lot about this over the next few months. So sorry in advance. I'm not apologizing again. Sean Cannell was talking about the importance of understanding what viral is for you. It's very different from what viral is in the mass media. Yeah. And it's important for the listener to know you've built a solid business in a year surrounding your content and your personal brand in your niche. It's worked. It has absolutely worked, Bob. In fact, you know, as a basically a bivocational person, I've got a pastor during the week and I do this in the evenings and on the weekends or in my spare time. So I'm very limited on the number of clients I can take. I, I actually have, have a very rigid structure there. Imagine that. Uh, <laughs> I have 10 clients. I take 10 clients at a time. And within two months of starting my YouTube channel, though I had probably 50 or 60 subscribers at that point, and maybe 30 or 40 downloads on my podcast at that point, I was completely maxed out on the number of clients I could take within two months, which was pretty amazing to me. That was the purpose of starting the YouTube channel was to try to get more clients. I was thinking it would take a year to to max out my number of clients or, or longer. Um, but within two months, I was maxed out and had to 
sort of redo my vision for what this company was and what I what I what I saw for the future because of the growth of that. And I think that's really why I wanted to speak to you because you can hear the stories of the people, the audiences of the hundreds of thousands, and it's not really very relatable. But there will be people listening, thinking, "I'm unhappy with what I'm doing. I'm unhappy with my life. I have." ideas for how things could be different but the gap between where you are and where you would imagine being can seem vast but if you start investing in your personal visibility and start the the work now actually the results can come much more quickly than you think the trick then is how do you go from where you are now to potentially with a much larger audience but still not much more time this is where you, you need to look at layering different revenue streams in in order that you're optimizing your audience and serving as many people as you can as appropriately as possible. But I think it's a it's a great story for people to hear. And one of the things that I that I am doing to leverage that and to and to sort of grow the number of people that I can reach um, is the book and the podcast or, or the book and the online courses, of course. But then also I'm moving into group coaching. I've taken my waiting list and basically kind of worked down my waiting list and offered group coaching to my waiting list. And uh, I will be starting my first group coaching this actually next week. Ooh, congratulations. Yeah, I'm excited about it. So I would be interested to hear from you. I know what you're good at. You're very organized, you're structured, and you, most importantly, you do what you set out to do. You don't give yourself excuses very often. But which parts of the business, whether it's practical or emotional, whatever, where do you find it most challenging? Hmm. That's a that's a good question. I would say, Bob, the the most challenging part of this is having to disappoint some of the people that have inquired, have sought after my services in executive coaching, not being able to actually serve those individuals, whether it be that they're not a good fit or I just can't take any more clients. And that has been the most challenging thing, I think even more so than, than time. Time is probably a secondary challenging thing, having to juggle all of the things that I have going on, plus a full-time pastoral job as well. Yeah, that might, must be quite tough because I know you're pretty full on with the coaching side of things. 10 clients plus group coaching as a side I'm going to say sidekick. It's clearly not a sidekick. You take it very seriously. But that's quite a workload in addition to a full-time day job. So congratulations for that. Yeah, thank you. You mentioned the book. When do you think that might be coming out? Obviously, I'm not holding a gun to your head. But there may be people listening thinking, ooh, I need to put that in my calendar. I am really working hard at hopefully by the end of this year, having that a a reality. Bob, we haven't even talked about the way that I generate my content, but I use a YouTube script to generate everything that I do. That's right. You mentioned this to me and it is a brilliant way of doing it. So I think this is worth spending a couple of minutes on because for the person listening at home, if you want to cover a lot of ground, Ryan has got the most outrageously efficient and effective way for you to get that done. So the Ryan Franklin content method, go. I I think the only way that I could 
do all that I do is because of those efficient methods. I have structured things to where I write a YouTube script. And by the way, I have very rigid routines every morning. And part of that is writing for an hour every morning before I, before I go to work. And what I'm writing is my YouTube script. And so my YouTube script, I write it, I record it. Someone takes that recording and they rip the audio that becomes my podcast, my YouTube. I've got another individual that I, that I pay on a very part-time basis that turns my YouTube script into a blog. So every Monday I post a YouTube video, a podcast, and a blog. It's all the same content. Some people like to read, some people like to watch, some people like to listen. So it hits different different audiences. And uh, from there, I have someone, the same person that edits my videos, does a couple of reels for me. So I have certain things that I post on social media every week, but all generated from that one YouTube script. And as I'm writing my book, you mentioned my book that hopefully will be out at the end of the year. As I'm writing that YouTube script, I am keyed in to the structure of my book and what I want to encompass in my book. And I'm actually writing my book as I do my YouTube scripts. That's just so well disciplined. And that's one of the things I love about you. So many people could achieve so much more with a little bit of discipline. And A, you're a brilliant role model for that. You show leadership Uh, in discipline. And I love it. Not only that, but you show people the way to find that discipline through your own framework. Again, I take my hat off. It's artful. Ryan, if people want to connect with you, if they want to go a little deeper with you, where can they find you? Well, I would encourage um, everyone to download the Christian Leader Blueprint. It's a free download on my website at christianleadermadesimple.com. You can go and and it's a 25-page guide that will help. It'll, first of all, give you the model, but then it will give you a little explanation of the model. And from there, you can use that to kind of structure your growth around that model. That's the probably the best way to connect with me. Also, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at, at RN Franklin. And I would love for you to uh, show up there and connect with me. I will put links to all of that in the show notes. And Ryan, to bring us to an end, what's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago? Bob, I would say that the what I wish I would have done five years ago is the first part of my Christian Leader Blueprint, and that's establish a better rhythm of life. If I would have had a, if I would have had a better work life balance five years ago with a vision for where I'm headed and the routines and the goals to get there. I think I would be so much further down the road. And I've, I've started that probably uh, two years ago uh, as the, the heavy routine, vision, goals, work-life balance, focused on margin in my life, those sorts of things. I, I started heavily on that probably two years ago, and it's changed my life. I wish I would have started it five years ago. Well, when the book is ready, you will have to come on the show and we're going to go deep into that because I think, again, that's one thing anybody that's running a business is going to know there's, there is no limit to how much you could put into it but, and you need to pace yourself. So actually 
having a bit of structure around how to manage that is an important aspect of self-leadership that we really need to go deeper into. It's important for being productive, but it's equally important for your mental health and your longevity. So Brian Franklin, you have been an awesome guest. I can't wait to see the book when it's ready, but thank you so much for your time. You've been great fun. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me on your show, Bob. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name is Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening. And I'll see you next week.